Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. My blood is boiling here a little bit. This should be very quick. This should be a very um, short one just because I've talked about this before in many different ways. And it once again shows up. I read just a simple quote and it seems maybe it seems like a simple quote to some. But when you actually just stop, think through it in a critical way, it's quite it's insulting. It really is insulting. And I should also preface up front, this is going to seem like it's political, but I'm not saying any of this in a political sense. I'm just saying it in a life attitude type perspective and just a general philosophy of the way you approach life, you go through life. So that's the angle I'm taking it. It just happens to be in a political realm of things, but this can be translated all over the place. And it really has to do with, you got to be careful of who you are listening to, who you are associating with, who you want to, you know, take wisdom from, because apparently, you know, people can leave little hints, you know, little breadcrumbs along the trail that really reveal what they actually think about other people. And like I said, it's insulting. And this is the exact person I would not want to take advice from. And when you really stop and think about it, this comment is in in regards to health, so it's in regards to coronavirus. But I mean, if somebody thinks you know this lowly of you in regards to your health, I can almost guarantee they probably don't think they they feel very lowly about you in regards to your money, your ability to build wealth, your ability to handle your own money. And this is you know the Money with Clay podcast, but this is where everything meshes together. If you're gonna have a good wealth building strategy, a good just money management strategy in general, well, then you need to make sure that you're not taking advice from certain people that look at certain ways. And you want to make sure that you actually have a a conducive environment to build wealth, right? It's hard to build wealth when you have other people out there that apparently think that they know better than what you actually know and that they think that you're just not capable of anything. So what happened and the, the, the quote, it's just a simple quote. But, and like I said, I'm not going political. I think all politicians are, not all, most politicians on either side of the aisle, uh, they overreach. They think they know way more. And I'm one of these people that, uh, you know, just get out of my life. Let me live my life. Give me the credit that I deserve in terms of the ability to make decisions, which is what this all revolves around. So this person, this representative, Dan Kildee, um, from Michigan, actually, <laughs> which is where I happen to live. But he says he's willing to put his supporters at risk if it helps him get reelected. So he's willing to put his supporters at risk if it helps him get reelected. And you're saying, maybe you're, you're thinking, yeah, what, what's wrong with the quote? Well, let's actually break this down. He's willing, so that's the president right now, to put his put his supporters at risk because, you know, at, at the rallies, there's no masks. Okay. Well, let's think about this. First off, I'm not looking to start a debate on whether masks work, whether masks should be worn or anything like that. So let's just say that it is actually a risky environment that he's creating. Let's just say, okay, it's a risky environment. How does that put anybody at risk? You know, how, how is a risky environment, which again, we're just, for, for argument's sake, we're assuming, okay, it is a risky environment. So if that is a risky environment, how is he putting his his supporters at risk? 
Is he forcing his supporters to go there? Is he saying, hey, there's going to be masks, and then people show up, and oh, just kidding, there's no masks. No, I don't, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure he's not forcing anybody to attend this rally. Or in other words, he's letting people have the choice to look at that situation and say, no, that, that's too risky for me. I, I don't want to attend, and which is fine. Good, good for you. you. You need to manage risk. You manage your life the way that you, you, you think you should. But then you have other people who might be looking at that situation and say, well, I, I, I that's whatever. Like, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm okay. You know, I, I don't have any other health conditions. I don't, uh, I, you know, I'm looking at the numbers. I, I'll play the odds, right? I'm going to play the statistics that I'll be okay. So, you know what? Yeah, it might be a riskier environment, according to some. But you know what? It, it, it's, it's my life. It's my health. It's, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just my decision. So, so I'm going to do that. So is it really the president that's putting people at risk? Well, no, maybe you can argue. And like I said, I'll, I'll concede. Let's just say he's creating a risky environment. But he, not a single person is being forced to be part of that risky environment. Now, if it was uh, he's creating a risky environment and he's making people show up, Okay, well, that's a much different situation. But this whole premise that this person is saying implies that somehow people are not able to think through this themselves and that somehow it's the president's fault that somebody might be at risk. Well, yeah, but that that assumes that the person can't think for themselves. That means that it's just, do you see the problem here? Do you see how this person just clearly doesn't think that people are able to analyze situations for themselves that they think, well, you know what? No, no, no. You need me to hold your hand because you know what? If this risky situation has taken place, you are not capable enough to identify the risk. You are not capable enough to actually figure out if the risk fits your profile, fits, you know, a risk that you're wanting and willing to take. You're not capable of any of that. So let's just, it's the president's fault. He's putting people at risk. It's not the people putting themselves at risk by choosing to attend a risky situation. Nope. It's the president's fault. I mean, there are all sorts of situations out there where people create undesirable situations. And undesirable situations is really, that that's subjective, right? I mean, now, of course, there's some obvious ones, you know, uh, a massive fire going on. You know, that that's pretty much a situation where I think everyone would be like, yep, I'm going to avoid that. But in other situations... Somebody might look and be like, well, I, I, I guess I can see why you might think that is risky, but I don't, I don't think that that's risky, so I'm going to go and do that. That's a situation I'm going to put myself in. Skydiving, for example. That is a risky situation. But is it the pilot that's putting people at risk? Is it really the, the, you know, the, the skydiving company that's putting people at risk? No, nobody's forcing anybody to go skydiving. Those people are analyzing the situation. Me personally, I will never go skydiving. That just does not fit my risk tolerance. I'm not an adrenaline junkie like that, but that doesn't mean that my friend who'd be like, I would love to go skydiving. They're not wrong. I'm not wrong. But I mean, at least we're just respecting each other's own personal ability to analyze risk and not blame, oh, that skydiving company. They are putting a lot of people at risk. No, they're not. They're not forcing anybody to do anything. And that's what it goes back to. This politician apparently thinks, well, you know what? People just aren't capable. People just aren't able to decide whether or not they want to attend that rally. And I mean, and they could, I mean, it's 
wow, it's the president's fault that they're at risk. Why is some other person being blamed? Personal responsibility. That's what this all boils down to. If you're surrounding yourself with people and they're always blaming somebody else, it's always somebody else's problem. It's always the system's problem. It's always some external issue. You're never going to grow. Why are you never going to grow? Well, because the best possible spot is if you are the problem, is if you are in charge. Why? Because if you are the problem, guess who the solution is? You. And you can fix it. But when you sit there and play this thing that's, that's you know, uh, you know, perpetuary traits, uh, an, an exterior force of, oh, it's, well, that's person's fault. Oh, well, you can't do this because of some external force. You know, oh, yeah, sorry. You know, that's just, I mean, that's such a, it's really a, a bondage type mentality where you are just hopeless and there's nothing you can do and somebody else knows better and it's somebody else's fault. No, it's not anybody's fault. It's not anybody's fault for creating a a risky situation. If it's that risky, then guess what? People just won't go to it. And that person will be like, well, that was a failure. I I guess I made things too risky. And okay, well, there you go. That person learned a lesson. People, because people can make their own decisions, that was fine. And it's, it's really just a matter of how do you view those angles? And I can't stand... I mean, just little things. Oh, they're putting people at risk. Well, no, those people did not. And I realize I'm repeating myself, but please get this. Don't read. Don't just read a quote and be like, yeah, no, no. Think about what they're actually saying. Don't be taking advice. Don't be surrounding yourself with others. Don't be, you know, trying to mold yourself with people that at their core are implying that you don't know what's best for yourself because that's what this is. You do know what's best for yourself. This is why I do the podcast. This is why I offer education so that you can learn, so that you can take matters into your own hands. Because when matters are into your own hands, guess what? You can make things actually happen. There's no more helpless situation than needing to depend on somebody else. And I don't want you to have to depend on somebody else. I want you to have this plan. I want you to have a strategy. I want you to be able to think through things so that you can get out there and just make it happen. Not have to wait around for somebody else or, you know, just just go out there and do it, right? Just do something. So that actually went a little longer than I thought it would. But just be aware of stuff like that. I can't stand it. I can't stand this attitude that, you know, some people look down upon other people and think that they know what's better for them. That That's just not... You know, we're not going to the doctor's office here, okay? That's a doctor, I get it. But in this situation, to blame somebody else for a situation where that situation is not forced upon anybody, that, that, that's just weak sauce, okay? That's terrible logic. That's a, a, a victim mentality. That's a, it's everybody else's fault mentality. And that's not a way that you're actually ever going to get through life. So just keep that in mind. Don't follow that sort of logic. Don't put yourself in those helpless situations because it's just totally not productive. So that's all I have. I feel better now, ranted, raved about that. Um, and maybe you're already fully on board. That's great. I'm fantastic. That, that's fantastic to hear that you didn't really need to hear that. You already agree with that. But uh, I don't know, maybe there's one or two people out there that were kind of like, oh yeah, that is kind of insulting that that person apparently thinks that they know better than you know what I know for my own self. So if, even if it just helped one or two people, that makes me feel even better. But even if it helped nobody, even if We're all pieces of iron. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, I still feel better for getting that out. So thank you for hanging out. And everybody, just keep on out there. Keep on going. Keep grinding. Keep hustling. And make it happen.
Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there, and I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.